Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Just before we get to Elliot Friedman, so we uh, we hit on the uh, a bit on the Spectre theme. We'll get Mark's going to join us uh, from Winnipeg today at 1:30 Edmonton time. But I'll I'll for now, and I'm going to circle back to us during our conversation with Elliot. When the Oilers have a season like this, where they regress from 47, 26, and nine to 36, 40, and six, when they drop from uh, eighth and goals four to 20th, when they drop from eighth and goals against to 25th, when they drop from fifth in the league on the power play to 31st, when they drop from 17th to the 25th on the PK. In a year like that, everybody gets them on them. Peter Shirelli gets them on them. Tom McClellan gets them on them. The assistant coaches get some on them. The scouts get some on them, especially given the fact that Bakersfield's uh, on the outside looking into the playoffs. The development side gets some on them. The broadcaster who at the start of the year picked the orders to win the Stanley Cup gets some on them. That's how it works. I'll remind you that last June, Peter Shirelli was up for the executive of the year, voted by his peers, and Todd McClellan was up for coach of the year, uh, voted on by the uh, the media guys like myself. And the Oilers stepped out and paid the price to bring those two individuals in, right? They were coveted guys, and they went out to get Peter Shirelli and Todd McClellan, okay? And on that note, I firmly believe that if changes are made in certain areas, that the whereas there might be the occasional player, that doesn't want to come to Edmonton, I believe the best people are looking for the best opportunities. And this is a good opportunity. The Oilers have some really good young players that you could potentially work with if you're a coaching candidate to come in as an assistant or something like that. I'm, I'm going to stand by that. Uh, you know what? You got a chance to coach Connor McDavid. You got a chance to coach Leon Drysettle. You know Darnell Nurse, who was named to the uh, World Championship team today. There's there's some parts to work with. So it's not all doom and gloom. But like you, I'm disappointed that the Oilers are not playing playoff hockey right now. I certainly didn't expect that at the start of the year. Let's bring aboard Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino. Larry, the cable guy's there live tomorrow. Get her done. Elliot, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? I'm okay. Uh, but I am disappointed that the Oilers are not in the playoff series right now. And no oh, one I understood. And yeah. no one expected that this year, did they? No, I don't think anybody expected that. Um, you know, I think there were a lot of people who thought. I remember at the beginning of the year there were a lot of debates. Uh, you know, who was Canada's best chance to win the Stanley Cup? And I don't think too many of us were mentioning Winnipeg, and a lot of us were mentioning Edmonton. A lot of us were mentioning Toronto. 
that was the big de- debate. Was it going to be the Oilers or was it going to be the Maple Leafs? And I think there were more people picking the Oilers because they had McDavid. They won a round last year. So yep. it's been a gong show of a year. Yeah, it's said uh, a lot's gone ro- wrong and some of it's been self-induced and it's incumbent on everybody to get to get better. I know I, I mentioned the Winnipeg situation yesterday and some of the uh, Winnipeggers out there immediately texted the show and said, yeah, but our depth of forwards was way better because I said there was criticism last yeah, year. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't care what anybody says. Nobody thought Winnipeg was going to be this good. All right, and let's take it one step further. There were people that criticized the Jets organization for Stan and Pat with, Shevin, uh, with Kevin Sheveldale, who I think is a great guy. And Maurice. And, and Maurice, right? There were yes. people a year ago at this time going, why? They ended up, did they not get redu- renewed like in September they got contract extensions? Because that pretty- was at, I was at that day when they got, they officially confirmed it. It was the day that I was in New York for the um, yes. so NHL second week tour. Second week of September. No, it's right after Labor Day. Okay, because we were yeah. in Penticton. We were in Penticton at the rookie tournament when that happened. Okay, so they, they announced it, and, you know, I remember there were a lot of people who were angry, and uh, they've done a hell of a job. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's really interesting. You know, Bob, it, this job it is kind of incredible. Like, you remember after the first two years in Montreal, Mark Bergevin got a big extension, and everybody loved him. And since then, it's gone sideways, and he did some media appearances this week, which were kind of rough. And, you know, like, it's same thing, Winnipeg, they announced extensions for Chevaldeoff and Maurice at the beginning of this year. There's a lot of negative reviews locally, and now they're captain popularity. I mean, it's this is a job where you ride the roller coaster, and you have to be able to handle it. If you can't handle a wild ride, you, you you better not get on. Well, it's interesting. As I mentioned in that little diatribe before we spoke, hey, you know, Shirelli was voted upon by his peers as an executive of the year last year. Todd McClellan was voted as a finalist uh, for coach of the year. So they didn't become dumb overnight, right? You know what I'm saying? And they didn't become unsuccessful overnight, but the team took a substantial step. What did you think of the combination? Because I, I know you. Te- Sorry, Elliot, I didn't have time to get back to you. <laughs> no, no. Worries. And you know what that means when I don't yeah, get back. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I got to tell you, like I thought the Oilers had one press conference too many this week. Okay. I understand McClellan. Um, what I don't understand is why they did both Shirelli and Nicholson. I thought that. And I and what I like, I think that w- w- what they should have done was you got to do McClellan. I think you always do the coach right away. Yeah, and then you should have had Nicholson do his. And because initially when Shirelli did his, and then the news broke that Nicholson was doing his, like I think a lot of us thought you were guys, you guys were making a change. Yeah, and you guys still might, judging from the conversation that was yesterday. Um, I, I thought that you should have Nicholson come out, say that Peter is the guy, and he's got a plan, and we'll decide about the coaches, and then maybe bring Peter back out, when, or have Peter do his when you've made your decision on the coaches. Because now you've had Peter once, and Nicholson once, and one of them's going to have to do it again. Uh, I kind of thought you maybe you had one too many. But now you're going to have another announcement when whatever happens with the coaches or the assistant coaches comes out. So uh, I don't know. I thought, I, I thought you know, I, I know it's kind of weird as, as a media member saying you could hold less press conferences 
but I thought the organization could have made it a bit easier on itself by holding one fewer until the changes were ready. You know, I'm a former SID at the University of Alberta, right? Yeah, I do know that. All right. Uh, let's uh, move on. Uh, let's go to... <laughs> Are you campaigning for JJ's job? I don't want that job if my life... Demand. I'm not even sure he's the guy that coordinate. I, I'm not saying anything on that front. I'm just letting you know that I'm the former SID at the University of Alberta. We did a press conference when a guy tested uh, the one year that the C, then CIS tested for pot, okay? yeah, You're going to love this story, Elliot. I sat on a conference call in August of that year as one of the more experienced SIDs, and I was like, look, this is the stupidest thing you can ever do. And they're like, well, we're going to show, you know. I'm like, you're in a lockout year in the NHL. This was in the fall of 2004. I go, don't do this. Because the only press we're going to get is how we've got athletes in different sports testing positive for pot. I mean, come on. They're university students in Canada. You know, like, it's, 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 it's not exactly performance enhancing. Are we seriously going down this path? And they elected to, you know, make it to... Uh, for one year during the, which conveniently happened during the NHL lockout year. So uh, everybody was was looking for something to cover. Looking for something to cover. Yeah. About halfway through the year, they realized, oh boy. And then as it turned out, uh, one of the guys that tested uh, positive was a Golden Bear hockey player in the year that we were hosting the University Cup. And I just mm-hmm. remember thinking, but we made that player available. Okay? We made yeah. that player available. So... To, to the media. You know, that's just how we handle, you know, full disclosure. I have to do it, right? So anyhow, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's get to So give me your thoughts on what you think, what you, put, put it this way, what you would do with the Edmonton Oilers coaching situation. If you were the general manager, since we know it's going to be Peter's call here, if you were Peter Shirelli, what would you do? Well, you know, first of all, you know, are you bringing Todd back? I mean, and every indication I have is that you're bringing Todd McClellan back. I mean, that's the way it looks to me. Now, there's a, it's pretty interesting what's going on around the NHL right now. You've got Pierre Dorian yesterday who came out and said he'll make his decision on Guy Boucher after the draft lottery. So, and you've got Calgary, you know, still hasn't decided or announced what they're doing with Glenn Gullitson. You know, the one thing, it looks like this is a league now where you kind of see who's available, and then you make your decision. It's difficult. One of the things I haven't liked in Edmonton over the last decade is that they've let some coaches sit and wait for a long time before they made their decisions. I generally think the more, like, the more humane thing to do is make your decision quick and then go from there. But I get that some of these teams want to see who's out there. And the other thing I get is that the coaches have won significant gains in salary, a lot of them, and it's a lot more expensive to get rid of them. So teams really don't like to do that. Well, Elliot, can I intercede just for a second? Todd mm-hmm. McClellan is on a completely different pay grade than both Guy Boucher and Glenn Gullitson. That's true, but, you know, I mean, I, I get that. Like, I, I understand that. And that probably makes it is a factor. I do believe, it, for example, it was a factor in Chicago with Joel Quenville. Um, but the one thing is, I think, like, the, the one thing I got out of Nicholson's press conference yesterday is that they're working through the whole Paul Coffey thing, right? And Paul Coffey and Nicholson was specifically asked about him, and he said that's one of the things we're figuring out. He's strictly in a development role. He's not for now, a, and he's not in a full. I well, okay. 
Well, I mean, Bob, you know better than me. You're there, right? Like, I will concede that. I, I, I would be surprised if... I, I, I'm serious about this. I would be surprised if Paul became a full-time assistant coach. i, I got to tell you that. Okay. I, I don't think... And, I don't, and that's cool. I get it. But that's one of the things that Nicholson said okay. yesterday. Yep. We're working through this, right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the ways it works is there's some coaches that have the power to say, I'm picking all my assistants. And there's other coaches who kind of work out a deal where, you know, they get one and maybe the GM gets one. Yeah. So that's the first thing I'm curious about is who's got the power to do what? Yep. The second thing I am curious about, and I saw that Nicholson said yesterday that, you know, he believes in Peter's plan. I am curious to see if there's been any change in, you know, can, can Peter just do what he wants to do? Like, if he says, I want to do this trade, can he just do it? Or does he have to, like, every GM has, or he's a president of Hockey Ops, too. Everybody has a boss, right? Yep. But I do wonder if there's anything been done to say, before you do this, we need to run it through some people. That's the other thing I'm curious about. Okay. Well, his boss is Bob Nicholson. That's right. And I wonder, does, does, does Bob have any more of a say today than he did, for example, a year ago? That's what I'm curious about. Okay. That's a fair question. We're joined by Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Elliot's appearance is brought to you by River Cree Resort Casino. Again, they got Larry, the cable guy. Get her done tomorrow uh, at River Cree Resort Casino. Uh, agree or disagree, there's lots of hungry young coaches out there that would love an opportunity to work for any NHL team, including one that's got Connor McDavid as the number one center. Well, look, like, you know, I was having this conversation this week, Bob, with someone, and they said... I don't know if I would t- if I would want to take Edmonton's job because you know they've got some cap issues and there's the whole Lucic problem. And my reaction was, are you kidding me? Like like you know, why would you not want to be the head coach or for that matter the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers? Like you've got a nuclear weapon. And yes, I know that that nuclear weapon is being paid a big number, and he deserves every penny of it. But I would love to start my team with Connor McDavid. You know what else I would love to have a team of? A team with incredible resources that has a brand new roster, a brand new building that is a cash cow and an owner who has shown that he's not afraid to spend. Like, if you, like, I, I just can't imagine if I'm ever going to get an NHL coaching job, yeah. I'm taking my chances with that kind of setup. You, you have an organization that is unafraid to spend money, and you've got an organization that can spend money, and you've got a guy there who's going to be one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world, for a long time. Uh, now, do we may have to make sure we find guys? Yes. And do we have to learn from our mistakes? Yes. But I am taking that job 100 times out of 100. The other thing, too, Bob, and and I do believe this a lot. I Look, it was a rough year. I'm bringing Todd McClellan back. I think he is. I think this year was a year of a lot of I can't believe what has happened. Um, I 
you know, I, I think that everybody would feel that way. The entire organization is in shock, but I don't believe... I, I, I think when you have a year like you had two years ago where you got to the Game 7 of the second round against a really good team, I just can't imagine the right thing is to completely clean house of all your coaches and executives. I just don't think that that is the right call. Elliot Friedman joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Let's do some quick hitters. Ken Hitchcock today announcing his retirement. I think we discussed this for two or three weeks left in the regular season. Some of Dallas's pe- best players were not performing, and far be it for a guy in Edmonton to sit there and, and look at Dallas. But looking at Dallas, could Bill Peters make sense in Dallas? Well, first of all, I think Bill Peters has to make his decision pretty quick. Um, like, it might be tomorrow quick. I'm not 100% sure of the wording, but I, I, I think it's pretty quick. Um I would, I, yes, I think he would be a contender for a lot of jobs if he decided to leave. Um, I th- remember Alain Vigneault had the choice of either Dallas or the Rangers the last time out. I assume that he would be a contender there. You know, you mentioned that a lot of the players didn't have great years under Hitchcock. It is important to remember that one who did was Tyler Sagan. He had a great year under Hitchcock, and he deserves credit for that. I am curious to see if Dallas is going to go for, quote-unquote, the younger new wave, Mm -hmm. um, or are they going to go for someone with a bit more experience like Vino? That's going to be a pretty interesting call. Um, But I'll tell you this, uh, Bob, I think there's a lot of people interested in that job. In a Dallas job? I think there is a lot of interest in that job. What about- I think there's you know another team that they they have not been afraid to spend, and they got a lot of good players. Oh yeah, well they got uh, I mean, and and more coming like they've got that Heiskanen kid uh, who was the third overall pick, right. and Nachushkin comes back like you know they 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 got and they they got good players coming. Elliot, I'm hearing that uh, speaking of Nachushkin, a lot of good players of the KHL had their contracts specifically in this year, 2018. Let's not forget it was an Olympic year, yeah. and, and players from the KHL were going to be allowed to play in Russia. There's also concern that there's not going to be a lot of money left in the Russian sports system. You got the World yeah. Cup this summer. Have you heard all this stuff as well? Yes, there, there's no question. I mean, Kovalchuk is coming back, and the reports out of Russia say he's going to the Rangers. Um, you know, I, I think the one thing is that the Shipachov thing is going to teach uh, a few lessons. Number one, I, I think there's going to be more interest in younger guys who have some familiarity with North America, also younger guys who have uh, some familiarity with English. Like Shipachov was not uh, a guy who was, uh, I don't know how much he spoke or he, he was comfortable with it. Um, you know, that's going to be an issue there, too. But uh, nobody's going to have a worry about a guy like Kovalchuk. The big one, uh, Bob, will be uh, Voinov. And the Kings want to bring him back. I think he wants to come back. That one's going to have quite the hurdles, I think, through the NHL. I do know there's a number of teams uh, scouting a bunch of Swedish players. There's about four or five Swedish free agents that teams have been looking at. And I think that's going to be one. You might hear... Uh, a few Swedes who, who sign as free agents and come over this year. Awesome stuff, Elliot. As always, we appreciate your time. Uh, let's stay in touch, okay? Yes, Bob. I'm sorry I missed your call today. I was taking my midday nap. Well, I, 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 my wife will tell you I can put a lot of people to sleep on a regular basis. <laughs> 
Can't we all? See you later, Bob. <laughs> See ya. You bet. All right. Uh, this is Oilers Now. And if you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland. It's the happiest place on earth for the kids. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, uh, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass for reservations to Disneyland. Call the travel experts at 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. Back with NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing when we return on Orders Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Jet. All right, it's 12.55 in Edmonton. I'll get to more of your texts at 6.30, 6.30. Not surprising. You're not happy. I get it. Neither am I. I want to see them win, too. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Before we get to NHL today, let's go about last night. No, we're not talking Rob Lowe and Demi Moore. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. How about the beauty last night between the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Washington Capitals? Oh, Brendan, uh, what what happened to your caps at home there, man? Up to nothing, and they got Panarin. The bread man comes through. Bob McGelliot with the call in OT for the Columbus victory. Trying to clear that zone. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Got it ahead to Artemi Panarin. Up the left wing side, he comes into the capital zone. He goes with speed, gets to the front of the net. He shoots and scores! And I got two words for you! Game over! All right, thank you, Bob. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay hosting the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Lightning built up a 3-0 lead. Taylor Hall, a goal and assist, made it 3-2. Turnover, actually, I think it was Maroon that turned the puck over. And back came Tampa Bay on a 3-on-2. Alex Kloran finishes it off. Dave Mishkin with the call. Hedman deals to Miller at center ice. Could not dump it in. Boyle will drop it to his own zone, though, for John Moore as the Lightning get a change. John Moore with under eight minutes left. Skeets to the red line and fires it in. Hard around. It's going to come right to Maroon. Right circle. A pass blocked by Gord. Gord on the counter. Maybe a three on two down the left wing. Cross the blue line. Left circle. High slot. Kalorn. Shoot. Score! What a big goal for Alex Kalorn! Another voice in there is Phil Esposito. San Jose Sharks won 3-0 last night in Anaheim. Dan Rosanowski with the call of uh, Vander Kane's second goal of the game. Puck skitters to center ice. A back skating Brendan Dillon picks it up at his own line. Knocks it around the defense. Two on one. Pavelski in front. Kane shoots star. Evander Kane has his second goal on a two on one break. The pass from Captain Joe Pavelski. And Kane is able. The Sharks lead 2 nothing. Chicago Blackhawks, uh, a number of years, had a, a show host by the name of Judd Surratt. He is now in Boston doing their radio play-by-play with this beauty call on David Pasternak's goal that made it 3-1 Boston over the Maple Leafs last night. Far corner now, Marcia. Fired by Pasternak. Didn't get a lot on it. Stick save Anderson. Marcia and around a check. Pasternak rips one. He scores! Retrieval right circle. 
wires it inside the near post. 3-1 Bruins. Boston goes on to a 5-1 victory over the Maple Leafs. Of course, uh, Nashville 5-2 over Colorado. Uh, San Jose, uh, 3-0 victory in Anaheim. Tampa Bay, what was the final? Their 5-2 win against the New Jersey Devils in Game 1. And Columbus wins on the road, though they lose Alex Wenberg. Uh, did they lose uh, that big power forward that I like to, Josh Anderson? I think he got suspended a game for that uh, hit. He likely will, yeah. yeah I don't so know if he has yet. But your your caps are down one nothing already. All right there, bud? You're going to get through today? I don't know. They weren't playing very good. They were up two nothing because of the power play. Oh, so how about Thomas Vanek? They were can't did stop I Thomas Vanek. Fourteen of the first, uh, no, fifteen of the first forty minutes of that game. Washington was on the power play. There you go. All right, let's go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back on Oilers now, Cooper uh, Marodi, he's an Oilers prospect, uh, just left Michigan. We'll hook up with him, and we'll get to NHL today. This is Oilers now.